On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every song from 7 to Y. And this week, we are talking about a real rump shaker. We are talking about a song that will get you up and get you on the dance floor, I guess. I I don't know. Maybe that's what it's kind of supposed to be about. Um, I I guess we can go into that a little bit more in a few minutes, but uh, I should probably introduce my co-host for the night tonight we have stefan and betsy welcome hello there hello and this week we will be discussing shake your rump which is a beastie boy song but bnl covered it on their rarities album stop us if you've heard this one before and and no i hadn't heard this one before bnl <laughs> Um, and we'll discuss whether or not I felt like I should have heard this one before after when we get to the end of this. Um, but we should probably discuss a little bit about the Beastie Boys and such beforehand. Uh, before we get to that, Stefan and Bessie, are there any, like, what was your uh, experience with the Beastie Boys before coming into this week? <laughs> Go ahead, Betsy. Well, I used to have them, a couple of their songs back, oh geez, I want to say like 20 years ago, when I need like an energy boost or whatever, because they're very, you know, kind of in your face, but they're very clever lyrics. Um, So I appreciated the energy of them back then. However, (laughs) I, I don't know, it's just... I still appreciate the lyrics, but the energy just kind of, uh, I don't know if it's just, I'm I'm old and tired now, but (laughs) (laughs) they just sound kind of annoying and just like teenage boys screaming lyrics a little bit. And I have to like decondition that in myself and say, well, listen to the lyrics and you know, but uh, yeah, they're not definitely on my playlist, I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Stefan? Well, growing up, I, I liked uh, I liked them. Of course, I grew up in the 80s. Rap was kind of establishing itself then. Um, so uh, a lot of people wanted to try to express themselves in a similar way because it was a new, a new thing, um, a new type of music that, uh, you know, was really catching steam. And I can understand them wanting to try <laughs> to to do rap and uh whatnot and they definitely uh had their own spin on things which is good for them for trying to be creative and and whatnot and uh it, it's like uh but you can kind of tell that it's, it's new you know they it was uh in, in the infancy of <laughs> of things and that's kind of uh, a flashback for me in a lot of ways because you know when you're riding on the bus you hear Beastie Boys, among other 80s songs out there. And, uh, you know, just there's memories that they're attached to these songs. 
So did you know Shake Your Rump? I did. <laughs> of course I knew trying to shake your rump. Um, <laughs> that was like anything that would uh, make your parents cringe. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was that was something to have in, back in the 80s, <laughs> you know? So uh, it was kind of finalizing the 70s, which was very family-oriented, and then entering into the 80s, which... Um, of course, television sets uh, had a major boom in the 80s, as well as uh, entertainment systems, such as gaming. Um, a lot less radio use was occurring. So, yeah, there was a big family shift that was going on within the 80s. A lot of parents who grew up before the 70s, obviously, and had children's and children in the 70s, um, they, they held a lot more of traditional um beliefs sometimes when it came to music uh you know they wanted to keep their kids away from anything that was um very sexual in nature or um or aggressive i know my family was like that i don't mean a generalize or stereotype but that's what i experienced <laughs> my mom had to listen to the albums that i wanted to buy and before i bought them so i'm guessing she didn't approve of like public enemy and Oh, no, I never got those. I never got that far. <laughs> it was Bon Jovi, and she didn't even like the term, uh, the title Slippery When Wet. So <laughs> that was it. Literally at the bottom and floor, only. and like after you mop, it's Slippery When Wet, obviously. Yeah. He's a janitor, right. Mom. Come on. Dirty yeah, bird. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew Beastie Boys at this point that this song came out only from Fight for Your Right to Party. Um, yep. I didn't know any of their other stuff at that point. Um, no sabotage? Course, at that point, I didn't. Oh, wow. Although, did sabotage come out in the early, I mean, the late 80s, uh, early 90s? That might have been a little later. I was gonna yeah. say, Wasn't I, it this the is, album after? I was going to say, so this, so this song, Shake Your Rump, came out on their second album. I want to say that sabotage was a later song, like like oh, later nineties. Okay. I want to say it uh, came out when I was in college. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and then there's intergalactic and and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So that came out um, way brass after. monkey. I think brass monkey came out while I was in late in high school, maybe early in college. I think brass um, monkey's on the same album as sabotage. Okay. I mean, I could look it up right now, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, I'm not putting in the effort. Um, because I'll I'll be honest, uh, BC Boys wasn't my jam. Like it wasn't mm. really what I was into. I I thought that Fight for Your Right was kind of a new and different song, but I didn't find their lyrics engaging or interesting for the most part. Um, I mean, I've often had a hard time with understanding. Uh, rap lyrics to begin with uh, just because of the cadence and, and things like that given even given that though i i kind of felt like the rap that they're doing has a lot of jingo and on top of that so i would have to sit there and decipher that while trying to listen while trying to keep up um but i also didn't find it really kind of talked to me i didn't feel like it really kind of spoke about who i am as a person so it didn't make a lot of sense to me um i was never into the like a lot of the a lot of their songs that i've been listening to this week is a lot of 
egotism like we're better than you we're better than that you you know respect us um and i'm like okay well you you, you covered that you already done that song yeah. go on yeah <laughs> we get it yeah um you know, that's they, what it kind of felt fine. like with this song but we'll get to what this song's about it's an interesting interpretation of rap in a way mm. so a lot of yelling <laughs> yeah, well, and I, but he's so angry I, I did I felt like Beastie Boys were really a lot of yelling over each other mm -hmm. <laughs> that's exactly it yeah <laughs> it yeah and like I I enjoyed like Stephen Ed's type rap where they're they're making jokes they're making you smile they're making you laugh it's um, good natured yeah and it, you know it, early Will Smith type stuff um or or bust a move and stuff like that where you're, they're talking about dancing or or other not so innocent things other, other um, types of dancing <laughs> <laughs> but they're not talking about like one faction versus another which had no interest in my life um so yeah like i didn't get into to beastie boys really um should we i mean should we talk a little bit about who the Beasties boys were? Oh, I can tell you what their Beastie stands for. Uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I only have like two pieces of inf information to add, and that's one of them. So, uh, so when they first started their band, the it stands for Boys Entering Anarchistic States Towards Inner Excellence. <laughs> so that's Beastie. Oh Okay. So I don't know about the whole inner excellence thing, but uh Well, they did say that they came up with that after they are like they, they came up with the acronym after they had already come up with what they wanted to call themselves. It was kind of uh, I see. Betsy. So they, it's yo. inner excellence. Inner, not outer, inner. <laughs> so so there was a it might be a personal best beast, for them. Beasto. <laughs> Might be a personal best. Boys. <laughs> yeah, everybody's at a different stage in their life. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Beastie Boys were a rap group from New York City. From They started in 1981. New uh, York City. <laughs> Get a rope. <laughs> um, they started out actually as an experimental hardcore punk band called the Young Aborigines. Oh, but really? It's slowly as as members left, they and they brought on new people and they tested out rap, they, or they did one rap song and it really kind of caught hold. They they were like, maybe we should go in that direction. Specifically, after achieving some local success in 1983 with their comedy hip hop single, Cookie Puss the that's when they switched over to hip-hop um and also when they lost their drummer kate schallenbach um so the main three people of beastie boys were mike d michael diamond adam yawk mca and adam horovitz or ad rock And uh, the, their first album that they did was Licensed to Ill. Um, 1985, they actually toured opening for Madonna. No kidding. So that's an interesting opening. Like, I would not yeah. 
pair those up. <laughs> no, not at all. Like Madonna was hitting her stride at that point. <laughs> and here you have a rap group it's opening a, for her. Different feel altogether, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose it's safer than opening for other rap groups. And their first rap, their first album actually hit the Billboard Top 200. It was the first rap record to ever do that. But their second album, which is what this song comes from, was a monumental failure um, commercially. Mm. Although later on, like a lot of critics went out to say that, like, no, this is one of the best rap albums of that time. It was listed on one of the best rap, one of the best albums of all times on like uh, on uh, Rolling Stone. Um, so huh. it gets a lot of acclaim now, but back then it didn't. Interesting. I wonder if alcohol use has increased. <laughs> that could be a big factor. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be for me. <laughs> well, nowadays, nobody's a loser. Everybody's winners. Everybody's winner. Um, I, I do have to say that. Except for Beck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I enjoyed listening to this this week if I wasn't listening to the lyrics. So if I was listening to the background track, I really liked it. Like I liked all the sampling that was going on. Uh, it was it was really cool to hear all these different funk beats thrown together. Yeah, I do like the beats. Um, it is a compilation of all kinds of different stuff. That's for sure. But it can't be Hard given... Track of. You, you can't credit the Beastie Boys for that. The Beastie Boys had nothing to do with that. That was all done by the Dust Brothers, who actually put this whole record together and had the whole instrumental record all ready to release. And the Beastie Boys heard it, and they're like, yeah, we want to lay down lyrics on top of this for our next record. And they're like, okay, well, let us just pull out the beat so you can sing, you know, you can go to the beat. They're like, no, 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 keep all the bass and everything right in it. We, we, we want all of that. They're like, don't you think that will be a little too layered? Like, people won't hear you over it? And they're like, no, keep it in. <laughs> no, keep we'll shout in. real loud. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll scream over it. Don't worry. Don't worry. We got it. <laughs> We're from New York. We're just going <laughs> to keep talking real loud. <laughs> oh, my Lord. And that was one of the big critics' statements was like, you can't hear the lyrics as well over all this other stuff that's being played. Well, yeah, can, get rid of the lyrics then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and this was, it's interesting. This song wasn't the single that was released. Huh. The first single off this album was actually Hey Ladies. <laughs> oh. But okay. yep. Shake Your hey Rump was part of the double single up with Hey Ladies, and Shake Your Rump was track number one. Huh. 
So wouldn't you, like, if I were going to say which song is being released <laughs> and which song is the single, I would go with track number one, the A side. <laughs> huh. You would think. Yeah. Well, again, you know, the 80s were experimental. Trying <laughs> to figure things out. You gotta listen to this other song first, get through to that, and then you can listen to the song that you went out to buy. Yeah. Well, at least Shake Your Rump isn't that bad of a song, you know? They could have no. started off with worse. I mean, we know B&L albums have started off with a way worse, you know? <laughs> That's a hot take. Wow! No, I'm serious, right? So, I mean, Shake Your Rump actually kind of is like... Yeah, kind of get you moving a little bit, at least. It does. <laughs> but they don't say shake your rump in any part during the song. Shake your rump. Yeah, <laughs> they don't. I think they infer it, though. <laughs> it is not them. Something interesting that I found out while researching the song this week, shake your rump was not said by them during the song. Shake your rump. It wasn't said by them? No, it was a sample. Oh, no kidding. It was actually one of the samples used for the song. There were, I believe, 12 samples that were used to make this song. One of them is that one, which comes from Africa Bambata. When he was singing the song Unity, part two, because it's coming with oh. James Brown. Interesting. Did not know that. So they didn't even sing the the open, the real line. <laughs> huh. They just hijacked it, huh? They did. Well, I, I guess. Uh, well, they can still cash checks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they they only had to pay two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for all of the samples that they used on this entire album. Really? Yeah. Wow. Is that a bargain? I'd say that's well, a win. Back in yeah. the 80s, like in the that's 80s, that was going. But today, you couldn't even get like a like you would have to in order to get that much of a sample of a of just a Beatles song. That would take a that would pay for a 10 second sample of a Beatles song. Yeah, but nobody wants the Beatles. So <laughs> yeah, they're not popular at all or anything. Um, let's talk a little bit real quick, if we can, about the, yeah. the different samples that this song had. Um, I'm taking all of my notes right now from a video that was done by DJ Functual. I actually <laughs> invited him to come on tonight and he, he is actually doing DJing a party tonight. So he was not able to join us. Oh, that was my attempt at doing sandstorm like in a, a party. Oh, like a I had that on my playlist. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't ever admit that on public again, Betsy. <laughs> I have it on my playlist, and I love it. <laughs> and I was playing it at work, and it, like this twenty year old girl comes over, one of my coworkers. She's like, "Oh, yeah. is that sandstorm?" And I'm like, "How do you know that?" <laughs> Good for you. You're old, my new Betsy. best friend. That's how we know I know. That. Here We're I am, hob hobbling along with my cane. You're no sandstorm. 
Sandstorm came out when they were in grade school, probably. I know, probably. <laughs> hey, Tracy, welcome back. <laughs> Hi, Tracy. Did you get a haircut? Uh, yes. Or more than one. You realize oh, I hear all of this later on when I'm editing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know what you don't. mean by editing. <laughs> so, um, the... <laughs> so he moves on. <laughs> editing. Uh, moving on. The <laughs> intro no. drum beat, which I think is a really cool drum beat, comes from the song Funky Snakefoot by Alphonse Muzan. Ew. And then the drum sample that you hear for the entire first verse comes from Harvey Scales' song Dancing Room Only. And then there's another drum sample that was heard throughout that was taken from a, the song Super Mellow, done by a number of people, Lewis Benson, Shelly Mann, etc. And then the f- drum fill sample that you hear at the end of the first verse comes from Thin Lizzy's Johnny the Fox meets Jimmy the Weed. No kidding. Thin Lizzie, huh? <laughs> um, the I knew funky... the boys were back in town. <laughs> I caught that one. Um, the funky bass sample that, that we hear throughout that is from Yo-Yo, done by Ronnie Laws. Well, I'm like being a back from the dead, chilling at the beach, down at Club Med, making other record because the people they want more of this suckers they be- it wasn't Funky Cold Medina, was it? No. <laughs> uh. um, and then that low growling synth. It's the joy. It, probably like the thing that makes, I think, most stands out in this song, that, that really growling background yeah. sound. Yeah. That comes from Rose Royce's song, Six O'Clock DJ, um, which comes from the movie Car Wash with Richard Pryor and George Carlin. So basically, all songs like a mix. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Huh. And then the lines like "Huya got them all in check" and "Just like this" and "It's the joint." All those lines come from songs, and they pulled them in and and used them. Huh. Wow, I didn't realize it was so heavily sampled. I mean, you can tell things are spliced together, but geez. And it's really yeah, well done because you can't tell it's really like super yeah. spliced like that like it's no, really well done spicy. yeah but i don't think that's the beastie boys work i think that's someone no. else's that's the dust yeah. brothers <laughs> yeah, the dust brothers are like yeah, okay what we really need now is a group of guys that can yell it <laughs> uh, sound real where real to mad. find them where to find them Thanks. Mm, it's going Thanks. to be a wrap so mm. they have to be sacrificial uh so <laughs> Um, now, earlier I said that they paid $250,000, not for this song, just for the 12 on this song. They paid $250,000 for all of the songs that they sampled, over 105 songs that they sampled on this album. Holy shit. The irony wow. is that later on, British Airways sampled part of their song, BC Revolution. Go, 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 go! Where is she? Go now. 
just away from home and in need of a little help. It's worth remembering British Airways has people in more places than any other airline. Smoking or non-smoking? Non-smoking. British Airways, the world's favorite airline. And the Beastie Boys sued them over it. And, <laughs> and British Airways immediately paid them $40,000 in royalties. Huh. They had another lawsuit too, didn't they? For, yes. For sampling. I can't remember what. <laughs> yeah. Which is so ironic. Like they but... were known for stealing other people's stuff, which is what rap does. Like hip hop rap does that. They, they sample other people's songs and that's all that's understood that that's what they're going to do. But the fact that, they then would have turned around and sued someone for sampling themselves is just absurd. <laughs> it's a little meta. Just a bit. It is. That, but... that would be like Vanilla Ice turning around and suing someone for, for using one of his songs. Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Queen or something. But I've gone off enough on this song. Why don't we talk about the B&L version of this song? Yeah, let's do that. Um, it was recorded in on October 13th, 1994. It was done at Santa, Cla- at Santa Maria Hilton in California. And one of the things I love about this song is that we get Tyler doing some of the raps along with them, which is super rare. I got my peg leg at the end of a stump. Good. Yeah, cool. he's created it. <laughs> um, the, this was at the end of their set. So they covered this just before they went off stage before their encore. Oh, no kidding. They did they encore. did million dollars. Encore. They did the right they did this song and then they did their own ad lib rap rap, then left the stage and then came back with their encore. Huh. And it was the only huh. cover that they did that entire night. Did the Beastie Boys um, sue B&L for this song? Or did they buy the rights to it? Nope, they didn't sue them. I don't, maybe they didn't know they did it. Um, they did it six times, though, in that two years at concerts. Huh. No kidding. And I don't they know if they paid a... the... I mean, so this does show up on an album. I don't know if the Beastie Boys oh. ever uh, ever they sued them for, for covering it. <laughs> They knew about British Airways. I'm sure they'll know about B&L. The original was done in C-sharp major, but I cannot get a solid answer as to what the B&L version was done in. I think it's done in the original key. It sounds like it's in the original key. Um, Uh, I listened to them back back to back, and it sounded almost identical but then again i'm not really good at identifying that stuff yeah so me either <laughs> i think it was more of a c diplidium actually uh, i'm gonna try to be aaron uh it's uh actually a q sharp major synthesized over a z abstinian that's all i got the B&L version okay. is faster. 
Is it? Uh, I think it's uh, lyrically better done. I w- mm-hmm. I'm going to agree with you. I like the the BNL version better. <laughs> I th- yeah, I agree. I think it's good. <laughs> They're actually singing and not like just yelling at the audience. <laughs> yeah. I think if singing I went to a Beastie Boys concert, I'd walk away going, "Are they angry at me for some they reason?" No, I would probably just feel angry walking away from the concert. It's just. <laughs> but so the other thing I want to point out, BNL did not sample anything when they did this this is all done live all the instruments Didn't were played live. <laughs> yeah, exactly well if they sampled any more like the universe would have folded in on itself like there's a lot of sampling that just is. by playing the song they sampled true well i, I don't know if you know this or not but I mean, you're well still, they covered they didn't duplicate a, a sampling a sampled song <laughs> you're you're duplicating. You're, you're well, sampling. I'm, they covered it. They didn't sample it, though. Because they did the whole You know what I mean, right? Well, yeah, but a sample is when you pull <laughs> directly all of that and, and the use the original material. BNL actually just, they played actual instruments to hit all that stuff. Like they had someone, I don't know if it was Tyler, they had someone doing the actual drums. By the way, uh. whoever was doing the fucking drums was killing it. <laughs> No, I rock the house party in the drop the hat. Yeah, yeah. I beat up out of down with an aluminum bat. A lot of people may be jilted because they hear me rock the mic. Maybe staring at the radio. Staying up a line. I feel bad. He's tripping. But now I'm resting at the morning, I'm jumping on a float. My man in CA, he's got a beard like a billy goat. The, the what drums, Tracy? You might have to edit that out. <laughs> the beep. Drums. And, drums. uh,. Jim's funking rock on this song is amazing. Well, I'm Mike T and I'm back from the dead. And I'm a chillin' at the beach down a club man. We're making another record for the people they want more of the consumers they be. <laughs> Holy cow. Jim at the end of that second verse and what he's doing to make that deep guttural noise. Amazing. I definitely think that they do the song much better. <laughs> so, Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the music's a lot better. The lyrics, uh, how they sing is a lot better. They're just, um, I think they're a lot more tremendously ta- more talented than the Beastie Boys. <laughs> tremendously. <laughs> yeah. um, so with that being said, I think BNL is missing their calling. I think they should give up <laughs> on any other albums. And just, and just cover. start covering Beastie Boy songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, without Steve, laughing. who's going to cover the laughing. third voice? What's that? Without Steve, who's going to cover the third voice? Kevin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, my goodness. I want to see that. I want to see Kevin rapping. You know whatever Kevin does will be good. So That's true. Let's do it. Let's break it down. <laughs> break it down with Kevin. We will ask him if we ever get him on the show. Kevin, do your best. Do your best Adam Horowitz impression. Go. Yeah, because when I... <laughs> Think of angsty New Yorkers. I think of Kevin Hearn. (laughs) (laughs) If only if you're talking about the antonym of. (laughs) Right, right. Only if I mean the opposite. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly. Oh, yeah. That I, uh, I listened to the Beastie Boy, uh, not the Beastie Boys. I listened to the BNL version first, 
And then uh, I listened to the Beastie Boys version afterwards. And um, uh, I don't know what the time frame is between the two, uh, but there's definitely refinement from BNL. <laughs> About a five-year difference. But it came, so the Beastie, uh, I mean, uh, the Beastie Boys song "Speaker Rump" came out five years before BNL did the song. Mm-hmm. Really, and okay. and and to to back that up even more, BNL actually started playing before that song even came out. Like they they formed together as a group in 1988. Right, like yeah. they had not been around that long as a group at that point to be uh, able to cover like they just released their second album just goes to show how well they jive together if they're mm-hmm. able to pull that you know because it's yeah. smooth <clears throat> you could hear everybody just playing well off of one another as just good artists and i think that's good artists and really great chemistry yeah, yeah. i think that really makes a big difference is people who know what they're doing um and are professional with it they make an easy work out of it and if yep. Kevin, I mean, if if uh, Tyler is doing the drums and the rapping at the same time, that is flipping impressive. <laughs> you know he is. That man is crazy talented. He is. That he doesn't show it often. He's, he's so often... much energy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's always back there and, and being the the skeleton of this this crew. But man, oh man. We don't give him enough chances to come out from behind the drums. No, no, I agree. Yeah. He can belt it too. Like when he does the, it's not, is it the encore? He he does a few song, like one or two, one and a half songs every concert. And he just freaking belts it. He's very talented. He is. Tyler, we know you listen. Come on the show. Talented. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, Tyler, come on. Come on the show. <laughs> Now, if there's a show that they need to listen to, this is it. Because we're like, oh, they're amazingly talented. They're yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from me with a prior comment, sorry, guys. <laughs> One or two, yeah. Yeah. You've got a few good hits out there, so uh, keep up the good work. <laughs> I don't. Better than what I can do. <laughs> I don't want to break down the lyrics because they they actually cover the lyrics extremely close to what the original lyrics are. Really? Mm. We don't need You to... must know that song inside and out in order to do that. Yeah. Because that's not an easy song to be able to duplicate, much less make better. I agree. Especially live. <laughs> because Were there is live? a lot of running over each other, like knowing like yeah. you're gonna take so and so, you're gonna take so and so, you're gonna take so and so, go. <laughs> that just mm-hmm. takes a, a gut gut instinct in order to yeah. you know be able to make it you know, work very well especially like that it's just awesome now i rock the house party and the drop the hat yeah and i beat about a gal with an aluminum bat a lot of people may be jumping because they hear me rock the mic maybe staring at the radio staying up a lot the one thing i did find interesting as i was reading about the lyrics this week though was the line i'm mike d and i'm back from the dead 
I, yeah. I, I heard that. I know. Because there was a rumor going around during their hiatus between the first album and the second album that Mike D had OD'd or been murdered or been killed by Run DMC or several other versions <laughs> as well. But that yeah. basically Mike D was dead. <laughs> huh. so. He's alive and well, right? I thought I saw him on an interview with uh, Jimmy Fallon. He's the one. He and, yeah. Yep. Adam, because there's only two of them alive right now, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, there were three total, right? Yes. MCA yeah, yeah. is the one that unfortunately died of cancer back in the early. Yeah, when I, he was 47. I want to say 2014. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that uh you never know, man. You never know. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So, MCA, come on the show. We know you're listening. Well, I don't know what you guys are going to give this song. Wait, before we get there. Oh. I had I had noticed something that I don't know. I don't think it's intentional because it, it sounded pretty close on the Beastie Boys version um, compared to B&L's version. But um, after they, there's like a break. I don't know if it's, it's between the verse two... Hold on. Between verse one and verse two, they said something like, uh, you know, after they say it's the joint, there's that break and there's like that, I can't do sound effects at all, but it's like the... It's the joint! Yeah, the growling. Yeah, so... (laughs) Didn't that sound? I know I'm like horrible at it. I'm sorry. Um, you can do it. <laughs> I'm not doing it again though. Um, that, it sounded like Tom Sawyer to me. You know that line in Tom Sawyer uh, um, from Rush. Nope. So it, it, that is directly from the song. It's the joy. It's just them recreating it, yeah. and so I think they had to do it at a higher pitch because in order to get to the what they did on the original song, you really have to play around with the audio and slow it down and mess with it. Okay. Yeah, no, it totally just, for the first time I heard it, it just struck me as Tom Sawyer, but yeah, it's just definitely a different song then, or a different sample. Yeah. Okay, cool. Or it may have been them trying to recreate the bong hit that that you hear on the original beastie boys album the what so the beastie boys were the (laughs) first group to put a bong rip into a song (laughs) and that may have been them trying to recreate that on stage without Uh, a sound effect (laughs) without a bong (laughs) without exactly (laughs) not a gong a bong yep Gotcha. Not a not a gong, a bong. <laughs> not a kong, a bong. I had to look that up. I'm like, oh, that's gotta be a typo. No, it's yeah. It's, yeah I'm no. like, is this a G or a B that you're saying? No, it's it's a bong rip. <clears throat> <laughs> Speaking of which, that's Never this week's uh, measure is is how many, many bong, bong rips, rips do you give this song? That's perfect. Nice. 
<laughs> Do we have a trouble with Tracy this week? We yeah. um I the only trouble with Tracy is the song is about something I can't connect to at all. I don't uh, really understand the lyrics. But besides that, I don't even know what the song is about. I, like <laughs> if I just listen to it for listening to it for the fun of it, then I'm okay. But if I try to make sense of anything, which is why I'm not breaking down the lyrics, then I'm like uh, I get utterly frustrated. Gotcha. Yeah, so you're trying to tell us, Tracy, that you don't shake your rump? <laughs> no. Come on. His Who rump doesn't... is completely still during this song. <laughs> <laughs> we, do. we know you do it, Tracy. Is what you're saying. The privacy of your own home. You're, you're in there shaking your rump. And you know, and in order to know whether or not Betsy is, she'd have to turn away. <laughs> that's true. And that's next ah, week's song. <laughs> that's right. Wow. So next week's song is in the tease. Nice. No, she turned, the... oh, she, she turned away. Oh, she turned away. Yeah. I'm oh. a she. And You're I a she? Away. I think so. <laughs> I try not to assume. Well, yeah, well, you know, you never know, right? Because, you know, when you do that, it make, makes an ass out of all of us. That's, well, especially me. And you and me, like... particularly. <laughs> You can blame it on me. That's all right. I'm an ass. Or you can uh, blame it on the rain. Whatever. <laughs> but if you blame it on the rain, then what is there to be gained? Talk about talk about sampling, right? Why don't I go with you, Betsy? I'm going to go bong. with you first. How many bong rips do you give this song? Rips. I'm glad you said rips because like all I could remember is bong hits. So and that's not right. <laughs> <Bong>. <laughs> I mean, it one leads to the other, but. Well, they're closely related. That's for sure. How many bong hits did I have to take to get through this song? <laughs> I can't have one without the other. It's like thunder ah. and lightning. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. Ed and Steve. Okay, so no, no thunder I'm and lightning. Gonna... You can you can have a you can have a peanut butter sandwich without jelly. Come on, I know. That, that was a bad uh, analogy. It's just no, no, no. It's not. It's magical. Uh, I'm gonna be flexing. Um, I don't know. I don't like this song. <laughs> if you don't like it, you don't like it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to. Uh, There's a reason it made the rarities it's item. Like, it's like the first time I tried gefilte fish. I'm like, oh god, what is this? Ugh. Um. Hmm. Okay, because it's BNL, obviously it's gonna get a better ranking than Beastie Boys because it has their beautiful voices on it, and the tone is a lot better than the Beastie Boys, and they're kind of more playful. But it's definitely not on my playlist at all. Um. So I would give it mm, two and a half bong. Rips. Rips. <laughs> I keep wanting to say hits. <laughs> two and a half bong hits, please. Thank you. Uh, bong rips. And there two, she's on the floor. Two and a half okay. bongos. <laughs> two and a half thongs. Uh, no, bong rips. No. Uh, that's funny. That, <laughs> I mean, the shaker rump does go with that, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, now I, hear, I want to hear the, song, the thong song. Anyway. The thong song? <laughs> I want to see BL oh, no. cover that. You should. Uh, yeah, my mind is just it. like a moth-eaten maze. It's great. Okay. You heard it for, here first. BNL <laughs> yeah. cover the thong song. 
<laughs> oh my god i can totally do them do like you know how they do their little dance at the end of their concert and like a breakdown or whatever yeah medley oh yeah oh yeah of course now i have, have to look the and see if they've ever thong, done right? that have you seen the picture of adam the thong no oh my what? god i'll share it for you like, but like, anyway, like I, dig- I digress. Well, while while Betsy is searching that up to share <laughs> oh, with no, the I group, oh no, I haven't saved. Stefan, how many bong rips do you give this song? <laughs> I'm sorry, Betsy just rendered me speechless. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this is... Yeah, it's first right, person to blown. say that. Okay, it's, uh, it's a very yeah graphic picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thong yes it's <laughs> unless it's like a thong with a wrap you know because i'm definitely fashion oriented uh, no it's, it's no it's discreet it's discreet gotcha fantastic <laughs> so anyways uh how beastie, beastie boys i mean beastie boys is it's not a very good song in the first place one because it's just all over the place and it's, it's new and children singing it but <laughs> um but duplicating it, you know, that's that's even mind mo- more mind blowing for me is being able to try to duplicate it and get it right. So, because it's like that would be hard, but singing it when you're creating it, it's complete chaos. So that's understandable. So Beastie Boys trying to duplicate it, that would be tr- kind of challenging because they have to actually know what they did in the first place, <laughs> and any subsequent duplications of the song. I'd imagine it would be quite challenging because yeah, it's, it's off the walls and you, you really need to know the song. You really need to know your timing. You really need to know what goes where because uh, it's all over the place. Um, that being said, BC, uh, the uh, Bare Naked Ladies knocked this out of the park. Is like, I think it's the best tradition, even better than the Beastie Boys than, than what they had, you know? So um so based on the music uh, their music was top notch they nailed it it was great um it was like it sounded like the real thing but better and you you can hear that they just did better with the instruments <laughs> they just did um and then the singing the lyrics uh they weren't screaming they were singing but they did it perfectly i mean it's absolutely perfect so um I can't find anything wrong with the song other than it's just a Beastie Boys song, you know? So, so what can I what can I say? How can I rank this? So um, I'm going to have to rank it high because the Bare Naked Ladies did it. They did awesome with it. Um, a little bit low because it isn't original. But however, they really made it awesome. They made it better. So what do I rank this, people? Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, what do I rank this thing? I have no idea. So what I'm going to do is um, uh, all right. I'm going to. It's out of five, right? Five bong hits, <laughs> bong rips. Yep. Uh, so here we go. Um, five. Uh, I'm going to rank it a four point five, simply because I think they took it and they made it better. So, mm-hmm. what can I say with that? Yeah, it should be lower because it's not an original song. But <laughs> yeah, why not? Bring it. <laughs> I don't know. Depends don't know on how people. much you enjoy it. That's the question. Oh my gosh! 
Well, I, en- I enjoy it, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, well, you can always just... change it at the end of the year if you're like, yeah, no, I was too, you know, too easy. I'm going to change it that. right now. I'm going to change it right now to a four. I'm going to change four. it to a four. Okay. I think that's fair. You know, it's not five. It's not a 2.5. It's right there. It's up there. It's good. Four. Okay. Four. <laughs> oh, um, four. Final answer. If I was... Final answer. How about you, Tracy? What do you rank this? If I was ranking the original, I would give this a one at probably. If you took out the lyrics, I would raise it probably quite a bit. Um, Wow. Because I really do like the funk groove and what the Dust Brothers did with all of the samples and mixing it together and the way that they made it all work. That was hard. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not a Beastie Boys fan. I just, I'm not. Um, but B and L, like I, I like what they did with this. Is it my favorite song by them? <laughs> Not even close. Um, <laughs> do I like their version much, much more <laughs> than Beastie Boys? And I think if I ignore the lyrics because they didn't <laughs> write the lyrics, they just covered, covered, and they covered it well. They hit all the like everything and including the samples they they threw in their own voices for the samples which is impressive (laughs) um even beastie boys didn't do that um (laughs) and they played their own instruments and the drums and bass on this song it is hard to play funk especially as a bass player playing (laughs) being a bass player playing funk like it, it is on you at that point yeah um, and Jim nails it, and Tyler nails it. So yeah. I've got to give this a three, a solid three. Oh, I'm not the hater this week. Uh, <laughs> I am. It's I okay, I'll am. It. Unbelievable. Uh, you know what? I'm usually not the hater when it's not a BNL song. <laughs> I'll have to check that and see if that's true. Yeah. It is true. It is true. Hmm. I know it's true. This uh, week's appearance is Stephen Page on the QTV show or radio show, both internet show, um, talking about the death of Leonard Cohen and his his oh. his uh, experience with Leonard Cohen and his um, experience with learning from Le- Leonard Cohen and such. Um, so I recommend people go out and listen to that. Okay. Have they uh, have they covered any Len- Leonard Cohen songs? Hallelujah, Hallelujah, right? is, then... Hallelujah is the most popular. But only only Stephen did I can't even at, say it. <laughs> at the, the funeral, and that's it. Really? Oh, he was at Leonard Cohen's funeral? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. He covered that song? Yeah. Uh, that's and he did intense, right? a amazing cover of that song. Wow. Gives me chills just thinking of it. Mm. I'm you know, not putting that in this week. That's one of that's one of few songs I actually get goosebumps from. Mm. Awesome. They, they do have there. some amazing covers. This week it's is is a good cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, if you take out the lyrics and if you take out the instruments, I think it's near a perfect song. Wow. <laughs> just yeah. nice and stripped down, huh? <laughs> nice and stripped down. I like just quiet white noise yeah <laughs> i definitely give that a five <laughs> yeah. beautiful my favorite song put it on repeat <laughs> <laughs> i really like bridge 
Uh, well, come back next week. I hope I see you two again next week to discuss the song She Turned Away, which is... I have never heard the song. Nope. It is a very I've rare song. Run away. It is... Yeah. Well, it's off from the same... Or supposed yeah. to be off the same album, but was never released except huh. as a bonus track off uh, a... If you pre-ordered... So no, I never pre-order. I'm not that organized. <laughs> it's a it's a gym song, so we'll have to see what you guys think. Hello. Really? So turn around. I hope it's not she walks away, I think of oh, she turned I I away. <laughs> and then he spliced in the thong song, right? <laughs> and then splice in shake your rump. <laughs> turned away. Thong 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 thong. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's perfect. Cut it. Pull up your pants, lady. <laughs> the sad thing is, all week long, while I've been trying to come up with some way to talk about she turned away, all I could think of was you run away. Yes. But with those words in its place. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm thinking of, too. <laughs> and the two songs sound nothing alike. Okay. Oh, yeah. cool. wow. Well, guys, thank you so much. I got to get going. I got to get my kid to bed so that way he'll go to school in the morning yeah i oh, know he keeps calling out right how's he ever going to get he... paid if he keeps calling out <laughs> what a slacker don't work ethic of kids nowadays <laughs> uh... have a good week you guys All thanks right, guys you too. hey have a good one <laughs> thanks that was fun don't forget, no regrets, except maybe one. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at IntoHistory.com.